0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really slow to come. I got to tell you.
1: It's, crazy. it's not COVID, is
0: it? Hopefully we'll be getting there by Monday, maybe.
1: <laughs> not COVID, right?
0: It takes a lot of rest. And I think that's the thing that isn't happening. The vocal cords can't really rest very much.
1: Yeah. yeah. What do you got for us this morning? We'll make it quick. Okay. Clear.
0: So um, we had a press conference yesterday. Oh, did we? Regarding the 2021 census that was completed. So okay. the report has now been released, and um, the premier, as well as the deputy premier, had a press conference to discuss some of the findings. So there's quite a bit of information that came out of um, the press conference. So there'll, there'll be more than one story, but probably the biggest story is that um, the premier has essentially said that we need to be managing our growth a little bit better than we are. And he talked about the necessity to, you know, have proper systems and infrastructure in place. And um, yeah, so between uh, in 1983, the population was an estimated 37,000 persons. And so we've had a population growth of um, 70% in 20 years.
1: Hmm. It's pretty big. Yeah. So how does that compare with the world, though? I wonder. I
0: I I think it's high in terms of percentage growth. Yeah. But uh, he said that one of the reasons was definitely, um, you know, the open immigration policies, which um, brings a lot of benefits, but also has setbacks. So that's quite interesting. Currently, we are we're at seventy one thousand four hundred and thirty two residents in the Cayman Islands, according to the twenty twenty one census. And I'm sure it's always give or take a few people. Right. 327 persons in institutions, including prisons, dorms, retirement homes, and so forth as well. So we'll keep you guys updated on what else uh, is coming out of that. Uh, the document should be released now as well. Okay. So um, congratulations to a young lady who's representing the Cayman Islands in chess. So she headed off to India to participate in the 44th chess Olympiad um, that is taking place from July 28th to August the 10th. So she looks like she's chess ready and that she's not going to be having any robots break her fingers.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, same. They're not playing against <laughs> robots, right?
0: Yeah. No, she's playing against human beings. So she should be good. Uh, so congrats to the entire team. The chess club is over there now. Uh, the Cayman Islands Chess Federation, formerly known as the Cayman Chess Club, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is all on top of it. So good luck to them. Awesome. Uh, JetBlue is planning on purchasing Spirit for thirty-eight point, or three point eight, sorry, three point eight billion dollars, and um, this is kind of interesting because it came after um, another budget airline called Frontier Airlines tried to purchase, or um, well, they were trying to merge with Spirit, and so that fell apart. So now this merger with JetBlue has come about, but they're actually saying that this will mean an increase in fees, which I thought the opposite. Would be happening but no but it would give the two um a fleet of 458 planes so yeah sounds I think what, it,
1: what it does is it, it allows and you know this like when you certain cities only airports have only enough space uh, yes. for, for for planes to come in and and so i think what JetBlue wants to do is take over some of those cities that spirit has that JetBlue doesn't have yeah yeah so they will no, give them to give him more destinations uh, right. when you book for, for JetBlue.
0: Yeah, definitely some expansion and, and available routes. So, mm-hmm. um, And then finally, in a little bit of regional news, uh, there was a man who's pled guilty to killing his cousin and her four children in Jamaica. This was a big case a couple weeks back, um, uh, June 21st, and looks like he's going to save the court a lot of time by just um, submitting an early guilty plea. So um, people calling for the death penalty to come back because of this case, actually. So it's quite interesting. Wow. Yeah. Those are some of your news headlines. Oh, one other thing we should note. Mm -hmm. The RCIPS has confirmed um, in relation to the child in in Cayman Mm Bragg that they have an ongoing investigation. Um, In fact, you know, people, there have been a lot of rumors. I think the police really wanted to put some rumors to bed. And so they said that, there is what they call a tragic, um, sorry, they, they have a, a proper name for it, but it's like a full investigation uh-huh. um, into anything that, you know, any sort of sudden death investigation is what it's called, yeah? And so they have actually moved um, five police investigators supported by forensic specialists and a pathologist were sent to Kim and Brack on Wednesday to support the local team uh, with their ongoing investigation. So this multi-agency approach is being taken, they say, to ensure that all avenues are explored. Because there's a lot of stories flying around. So
2: right. the
0: police also wanted to confirm that at this particular time, no arrests have been made. Because that was one of the rumors that was in full circulation that several persons had been arrested. Well, there you have it.
1: Hey, well, uh, today, oh, good luck. I don't know if you um, if you were able to have a friend in the United States uh, purchase you a Mega Millions jackpot ticket. but. Oh. Did today's, find the winner? today's the draw for oh, $1.1 okay. billion. You know, I don't usually um
0: buy lotto tickets, but I must admit that I did message my friend in Miami. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> when it's this high, I'm like, what what the heck? Just buy me $20 worth of tickets. Okay, so, I oh, yeah, I could do well with, yeah. um, with that money.
1: Yeah, I got my tickets right there. Do nice. you my tickets list. online or do you have to
0: have someone? No, online?
1: no. Yeah, I had a family member oh, okay. uh, purchase a couple of tickets. We'll see yeah. what happens. I'm thinking um,
0: maybe, maybe I need a few more.
1: If I'm not here Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> I'll know why. <laughs> you, may, <sighs> you, you might be a little suspicious that I won I won the Mega Millions. Jacket. Yeah,
0: you see, that sort of thing for me isn't going to change. My job is still going to be the same. Yeah, um,
1: you say that, and then you get a billion dollars. And you're like, mm, no,
0: man. I, 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 I really but love let the I experience world
1: sort itself out. out. I'm gonna take some time off. I got my voice to get back. I've got,
0: well, yeah, like a vacation. But you know, on vacation, I would still be doing my live show.
1: <laughs> you Don't probably me. would. You probably would. I believe in. Uh, Have a great weekend and a lot. better um for for uh, Monday. Thank you. All right. Our statement with CMR brought to you exclusively on. All right, folks, let's get it ready here.
0: 30 seconds until we go live on radio. Let me just grab some of my links.
2: Ginger,
3: fever grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Honey, child. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday rewind, impact Wednesdays, Caribbean connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea.
0: What a mess.
3: Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill.
0: Good morning, everyone. Rise and shine. It is Friday, July the 29th. This is actually the last Friday of the month. I can't believe it. Uh, Monday is August the 1st already. Wow. Um, The the entire year is going by quickly, but I feel like this month in particular went by super fast. So good morning to everyone. Welcome to our Friday edition of the Cold Hard Truth live on Bobo 89.1 FM. And of course, also live on Facebook and YouTube. How are you guys doing today? Uh, give us a shout out. Join us on social media if you can. You can write your comments or feel free to call 936-2626 and tell us what's on your mind today. We'll have a little bit of um, open mic opportunity. We're going to be talking about small claims court. You know, we, we cover a lot about crooks and scammers. And then you have to wonder, what is it that you can do about crooks and scammers? So we're going to tell you one of the things potentially um, that you can do, right? And then um, we'll maybe have a little bit of a Q&A segment with our uh, Mailbag Fridays. And then we have a guest from the LGBTQ community who's coming on at about nine o'clock to tell us about their upcoming Pride Parade that will be occurring over the weekend. So that's what we got scheduled here for you today. But you guys know we're always super flexible. So you let us know what's on your mind and we can certainly discuss pretty much anything that you want. So um, yes, you guys know we've been getting a little bit of rain, obviously. And um, you know, it started yesterday afternoon. We got we got quite a bit yesterday after- afternoon. I thought it was nice to have uh, you know, some showers from above. So I love, I actually love rain. If I don't have to be out in it, child, it could rain all day and all night. And I would literally be here for it. I'm like, yes, send me more rain. I don't mind it one bit. Last night, um, I don't know if it was island-wide, but we certainly had a uh, good amount in uh, the Savannah, Lower Valley area. And in fact, it started quite early into the night. And then as I was trying to go to bed early, I also heard um, quite a bit about, I heard quite a bit of lightning and thunder and that sort of thing. So um, yes, you know, it's uh, some nice sleeping weather. And trust me, I think I slept pretty good last night. I never sleep fully. I think this is just uh, how I sleep. Um, but you know, relatively speaking, well, because of the coughing and stuff like that was waking me up. But other than that, I felt like I I actually got a lot of good rest last night. Um, I actually slept in a little bit later than I should have this morning. And I was in the middle of a good dream. Do you ever ever have a good dream and you wake up and then you're able to continue your dream? Well, I'm one of those people, honey child. When I have a good dream, I'm like, listen, don't be interrupting my dream. I'm going to go back to sleep and continue my dream. And I do that all the time. (sighs) And I I do dream a lot as well. I'm I'm a a person who has a very, despite not feeling like I I go very deep in a sleep, I, I must because I do dream quite often as well. So I was having a dream about California, child. I'm looking forward to um, that direct route so I can go visit some friends and stuff in Cali. So um, yeah, so this dream, ironically enough, was about visiting a particular friend and hanging out with them in the mall and all sorts of other really weird things. We got our first call of the morning already. So let's um, check in here. Give me one second, caller. Let me see why our Bluetooth is not picking up yet. Um Modern technology, honey, chill. Got to make sure that this is on and that we are ready to go. So good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, caller. Good and morning, are... Missandei. How good are you morning. doing? Good
0: morning. You're live and direct. I'm okay. How are you?
4: Yes, yes I'm fine. I hope, you, I hope you're doing fine. It's true. Sound a little bit ticklish, but I know you can get through the day, yeah.
0: So
4: it's gonna better. I was just better, but. wondering, yes, ma'am. I was just wondering, um, the, the the gentleman that you had on your show a few days ago that was talking about the i think it was an FBI agent. Yeah, former agent from Washington. Yes. Um, he, uh uh-huh. and his name was. Oh
0: God did he give his uh, name yes still, yes Mr Williford. I'll get you some more I'll get you some more information he's no longer with the FBI but he does other stuff yes
4: okay but he still works he's still I mean he's still um okay okay okay, okay. so he was a former then former mm-hmm. FBI yeah because I, was, I, I, I I didn't get a satisfactory answer. On the other show that I asked about and I was wondering, you know, the the, the, the others people that um Mazzone, they gave me the answer. I don't know why they didn't know this information that you have, but I just wanted to call this morning to let you know that people over in the UK is listening uh-huh. to you. Thank you. And, and and you're coming in very clear. I appreciate yeah, that. Just wanted to, Yes ma'am.
0: Yes. And you thank know the you interesting. You. Thank you so much, honey. I appreciate it. All right. You know, the interesting thing about that show is a lot of you loved that show. I must tell you, um, in recent times, you know, it's it's a show that we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on. And um, quite frankly, uh, even yesterday I had someone messaging saying, Oh my gosh, that still looks fantastic. Can we have more shows like that? And we we certainly will. One of the interesting things is the very um, that show was on what is today Friday, so that would have been on Wednesday. Yes, um, and by Wednesday evening, we were hearing uh, that an arrest had been made in the in that specific case that kind of kicked off the conversation. So, in the Donna Lee case, um, an arrest had been made, believe it or not. So, they have arrested. There's a little bit of an update on that in case you continue to follow that show. They have actually arrested the police officer, the male police officer. However, they are saying that they essentially are clearing the female police officer. So this is interesting, Um, right? So she, I think, has been making some comments about feeling vindicated and whatever. But they also say that there are other persons of interest. So Constable Noelle Maitland, has been um, arrested. He was actually arrested Wednesday afternoon in relation to this. And the case, um, the arrest came after a review by the DPP's office there in uh, Jamaica. So interesting, they say, based on evidence, stakeholders believe the police um, should be held accountable for the disappearance of the social media influencer who's reported missing since July the 13th. They continue to, um, you know, work this case, obviously. But they say that in addition to him, uh, there are other people they're expecting to make other arrests as well. So I'm like, what other arrests are we talking about here? Are we talking about the, um, the garbage man who may have assisted in the disposal of the body after the fact? Yeah, we're going to just have to wait and see. So I thought that that was quite an... Interesting development um, that they're saying that, uh, you know, they essentially have arrested him, not the female girlfriend that has a child for him, but just him. And um, we'll see. Uh, uh, uh. What a thing. The the saga, the case just continues to be um, incredibly interesting, taking a lot of interesting turns. So don't forget now, in this jurisdiction, as well as in Jamaica, where we follow the UK um, English legal system, an arrest does not yet mean a charge. So they've not yet charged him. They have arrested him. And those are two very different things, folks. Um, So essentially, we will wait to see what charges come out of that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, The other thing, and I mean, you you hope that, of course, when they make a decision to uh, arrest someone that they are um, doing so, you know, based on the probability that they can actually win a case. But it's quite interesting that the arrest really has come on the heel of so much public outcry, especially in the international media, about what has been going on in relation to this particular case. And, as we discussed on uh, our show, you know, there is there is unfortunately a bit of you know why this young lady, why why does her case get a bit more attention than some of the other missing persons' cases because there are a lot of missing missing people. Ah oh, my apologies. There are a lot of missing people in Jamaica, including children and other blind people, other blind people. children and a young lady at university student who was blind. As well, people can't even take a taxi cab without wondering if they will disappear, right? hmm So, um, you know, we'll have to just sort of wait and see how this plays out. And of course, we will definitely be following the case uh, for all of you to let you know precisely what happens. But she, I think she was just a, a perfect recipe for it. Number one, She's young. She's beautiful. It helps if you're young and beautiful when you disappear. Let's just be honest. Um, And she's a social media influencer. So she had, I don't know, I don't know what she did exactly on social media, but I guess she had a number of followers or whatever. So that's the sort of thing that um, gets the case automatically. More attention because it's almost like you're a celebrity of sorts. Um, Her mother, I was reading yesterday, was actually uh, hospitalized, not directly related to this, but apparently she had some respiratory issues that needed to be um, sorted out beforehand. And because of her daughter going missing, she had to put back her own health um, you know, requirements. And so now I think you know her ongoing uh, health concerns are a bit more concerning. And we, let's be clear, we have missing persons here in the Cayman Islands as well, to this day, that remain missing. Um, Someone just reminded me of the Carrie Ann Baker case, where, uh, you know, she went missing. Gosh, how many years has that been? And there's never been anything definitive. Uh, And she was a Jamaican young lady who was here working as a nurse. And CCTV footage, the last time anybody saw her was at Foster's at the airport, I believe it was, grocery shopping. And the cameras there picked her up and she left and then seemingly disappeared into thin air. But, um, you know, we've always heard a lot about and sort of on the ground about this case. So, uh, but officially it remains an unsolved missing person case. I think that there was some remember there there was some um blood evidence or something that was found close to the Pedra Castle area as I recall that was being investigated uh by the police and tested and I can't recall if they ever determined if that was her blood if that was human blood I'm trying to remember does anybody remember the details of that um do let me know if you recall cuz I can't exactly recall but yes thank you so much to that caller for um also expressing that he enjoyed the show on Wednesday. So, Vernita, good morning. Chris K, joining us from Brazil. Hey, Chris K, how are you? Thank you so much. Good morning. Um, Ervil is here. Dion, representing the Bayanihan uh, Filipino community. Anita, thank you so much, Miss Anita. How are you? We got Wee oui, Wee. Oui. We've got Louis from Detroit. Louis says TGIF, everyone. Uh, Marshall from North Carolina. Um, So yes, the Mega Million Lottery is big news in the States. So it's gone up to, hold on one second. Now let me tell you, how many billions? Uh -uh. Mega Million Jackpot is now officially, let me see. What is it? Uh, Okay. $1.1 billion. And it's going to be the second largest jackpot in game history, like ever, since the lottery has been around. So I intend to win it. Yes. (laughs) I called my friend in Miami and I said, hey, girlfriend, go buy me a ticket. Because $1.1 billion, what would you do? Let's have a little bit of Friday fun. Uh, Omeria. What would you do with $1.1 billion? Oh, Lordy. Um, First of all, the thing that I would do is I take a single payout. You're not paying me. Uh, how much would the payout be over 20 years? Whatever it is, I'm like, nope. Give me a lump sum. I'll take the penalty and I'll take my money and run. Siobhan, what would you do with the money? Good morning to Ms Felicia. Ms Joy is joining us in Texas. Natasha, good morning um yes, I would okay here here's priority list, right This is what I would do in the order of uh this is like a mathematical equation the order of operation okay first thing I would do is pay off my mortgage be debt free. that's the only real debt that I have mortgage. So I would pay that off. One quick check to CNB. Boom. Here you go, CNB. Thank you very much for the mortgage. I appreciate it. But that's early. And in fact, some of you might have heard me talking about this. Federal interest rates went up again yesterday, 0.75%. And they're going to continue to go up, I think, at least, like I said, half a dozen times. I'll think. Although I, I kind of feel like it's already at half a dozen times this year. And it's going to continue to to go up, folks. So um, you need to be smart about it. The bank's actually issued a notice in the Bankers Association to say that, listen, contact us. If you're starting to have issues, not contact the Bankers Association, but contact your bank. So if you're starting to have um, any sort of issues, then, uh, you know, work with, your bank early on. You do not want to wait. We we talked about that when we talked about the mortgage foreclosure case, right? It's easy to wait, but that's only to your detriment if you wait. So the earlier and the sooner you get a hold of any problem in life, the better. Yeah. So I'm in an accelerated plan to try to pay off my mortgage. So every little extra dollar I get, honey, child, I'm paying off my mortgage. So much so this week, I was actually thinking of um, selling my so-called luxury vehicle, which is now over five years old. It still would command a premium price and taking that entire amount and just dropping it on the principal of my mortgage. Because trust me, these are the kind of decisions that you want to make right now. I have access to another car, so I don't necessarily, that, that's a luxury. And a time when inflation is double digits, potentially a recession is coming our way you know, I want to be debt-free. Yes, honey child, I don't want to spend any money in a mortgage if I don't have to. So if I won the lottery, that would definitely be the first thing I would do. I would accelerate that plan with one simple check. Boom, done. What else would I do? Lavana. I would then uh, invest future investments and land. So you know the difficulties of thinking that any of our children are going to be able to afford Lad, oh God, I got to get some tissue. Oh. My side is here. Oh, let me see if I can get Miss Stacy. I'm begging you to bring me some tissue, please. Um, So yes, the next thing I would do and invest in some land. So I would buy some like East End. Um, I would try and get like an acre or two, I think in East End, a couple acres. You know, I would buy something in Cayman Brack. I don't know about Little Cayman. Like, I'm still, I I probably should, just because when you have $1.1 billion, you pretty much buy most things that you want. You know, Little Cayman's a little bit slow for me right now, but in 2025 20, years, my daughter can reap the benefits of that. So, yeah, I guess I'll buy a little something Cayman back as well. And then, um, you know, I'm going to, I buy a lot of land, actually. I would probably buy uh, at least four transactions depending on uh, the amount and location. I think I'll be okay. I want one or two pieces like in town as well. I'm a Georgetowner, yeah. So yes, Now y'all don't be inflating the prices just because you hear Sandy want a billion, a billion dollars because I know y'all, Sandy, ring, ring. And I'll be like, hello. Um, hold on, let's, let's do one of our voices here this morning. This is how y'all would be. I'm gonna tell you how the phone call is gonna go.
4: Hello. I've got some land for you. It's for sale. Premium price. <laughs>
0: And I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to pay that for it. Because just because you hear people got money, you will be doubling and tripling the price with no justification. I've never understood how land prices even working came out. And y'all seem to just make it up. You're like, oh, well, I feel like it's worth a billion dollars. And it's like, okay. Um, so you take whatever you can get for it, right? Uh, uh, uh. uh yeah, so I'd buy some land. West Bay seems to be developing a lot, but I don't think I'd actually buy anything in West Bay. Like I feel, when I go into West Bay right now, every other quarter, there's like a new development, especially on Northwest Point. There's a lot going up there. But I do not think that that's probably the one district that I'd kind of be like, eh. Not trying to, not trying to knock you West Bay is, but... I can't think of anywhere in West Bay that I'd be like, oh yes, I gotta grab a piece of land like right here. Uh eh, maybe like an apartment or something. So not necessarily raw land, but maybe in West Bay an apartment, because I think you know, apartment rentals is a good investment in West Bay. You could do like a little Airbnb on West Bay Road or, you know, some locations in West Bay. So yes, I would do some land and acquisition. And then I would take um some acquaintances, not necessarily people on my friend list, because some of them might not need anything. Now, I know they're sitting there listening to this going, wait a minute, Sandy, you're going to win a billion dollars and you're talking about I'm number five on the list and I don't need any money. What is wrong with you? Here, <laughs> You can hear the next plan here in a, sh- in a minute about who's going to get some money. Hello, good morning caller. Oh, are you coming? Let, let me um, ask. Good morning. Yes, child, I'm daydreaming this morning. Why not?
5: <laughs> no, but there's a beautiful spot in West Bay, good for like what you're in, media, productions, and all like that for uh-huh. years. There's a big old Marl Pit down in West Bay. When I'm, or it used to be, used to be Marl Pit. When I, I was in that, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, that's what I'm calling it. I don't know what it really is. But it's so beautiful, it's so scenic, it's oh, it's gorgeous. Really? but you know uh, um i don't I don't know where I, that I go to tell you where, but it's down to someplace, but what what am and I it, gonna do with a moral pen? what what are you do with that? Uh, productions, 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 get all that money now in media now came and has no real production company. Oh, Hello,
0: okay. Um, there you go hmm. but you know I'm not I'm not in production so media news and production are two different things but yeah, 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 yeah that's but interesting that's
5: where you are uh-huh that's where you are <laughs> I would I I, I I I already got my my plan for um, you know the new Cayman Caymanians only yes. church graveyard school college hospital at least clinics yeah I know I, I don't know where you can go but that that that's been in my head from time about ten years old. So. Yes, well, I'm, I'm you know coming. How.
0: I'm coming to the rest of the plan here shortly.
5: You know how <laughs> um, I I hope that um, you don't drop the ball on the, the man, the man that was Which one? was. I'm um, featuring yesterday. Oh, with wow. the young man um, in his hand, and, uh-huh. uh, did, did it? Did it escape you that he told the man that i um, Well, I don't know if you own it either. Did, did did you not get no, no, I think it escaped a
0: lot oh, of people who God, were defending it him. I didn't escape me, but I huh? think some of the people who were defending okay. the foolishness.
5: It, it um, you know, yeah. What, what an insult. I mean, but don't drop the ball on him. We really need to know what happened to that clown. Um, you know. yeah. I want to know if he has a job, Um, if he's gainfully employed and legal about it, and then if he's not influencing thought that he got a good teeth, he needs to go. Yeah. That bothers me that, you know, young people are hustling. They might be struggling, but they're doing something productive. And then some big hardback person mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, a struggle to keep it clean. <laughs> um, comes in and just upsets people and insults. People and instead, to me, that's an insult to the whole country. And he's gonna ask the, the the gentleman if it belo- if if it really belongs to him. Oh, yeah. But I need to walk on them, them immigration. The immigration form. are you coming here looking at seeking a job? No. Mm. After you go, after you answer that no, you can't seek a job after that because you would have lied to the government.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: are you coming here after you get the, the um, when you make the application for the thing that, are you coming here to seek PR yes, yes. well you can't stop uh-huh. you to go then I will be looking for if the answer is no then you can't seek PR and then come here making babies because but, oh a um, mother can't be separated from the husband. The husband can't be separated from the mother, mm-hmm. That's okay. Wherever you go in, carry yours. Because mm-hmm. we 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 are hosting you now. So wherever you go in, then you make sure that you carry yours. That's it. Because see what's happening up in England. They can't talk. They can't have a they can't they cannot have a case in court and they can't come to any decision. Because you can't separate a family. Oh, gosh, my apologies.
0: I didn't mean to hit that one. <laughs> but it might be appropriate nonetheless.
5: <laughs> no, but, but it's true. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can, we, we we can take evasive action now. Yes. But that man, the the immigration need to find out if that man <sighs> is here legally with their permission. All right, my love. Because Thank we you. Really need to get him. Yes, ma'am. About okay. to your apartment. My daydreaming. Yes, I got, I got a plan here.
0: <laughs> I want to share the plan because I feel like if I put this in the universe, uh-huh. that might help it come oh, to okay. me. <laughs> well, have
5: a nice show, Thank you, my dear.
0: So Louis oh. says I'm going to take home six hundred and forty-eight point two million dollars if I do a one-time lump sum. All right, I can handle that. Okay, so over five hundred million. He. Uh, all right, so, okay, so I paid off the mortgage. Oh, Selvin makes an interesting point here. Salvin says um, that it's not smart to pay off the mortgage. Just let interest on in your money pay the mortgage. Now, here's the thing, Salvin: That is if you're in a position where you haven't just won a billion dollars. So they say, make your investment. And I see this all the time in these TikTok videos and whatever. Make your investment work for you. So everybody focuses on, yes, I want to be debt-free. But that's the position you take when paying off the mortgage is going to mean that you can't invest in a piece of property. Yeah? Because then the the idea is, oh, go and invest in an Airbnb or something else that's going to earn you money. And then the money that you're earning, you take and you pay your debt. And they claim that that's how rich people do it. Well, there's rich and then there's a billion dollar rich. There's rich like, Oh, I got, you know, three, $4 million. Um, I'm a millionaire. And then there's like, oh, I'm I'm like a billionaire rich. Like that's, there's different levels of wealth. And when you can take away $600 million, honey child, you don't have to worry about, oh, I don't have any money to invest in investment property. That's almost $650 million. I can buy myself some property, a couple condos and stuff like that. So that's not a problem. So I can do both at the same time. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to pay the mortgage and I'm going to be buying and acquiring property and land. Okay. So that I can do. Buy me a little apartment complex or something. Although, oh God, the headache of managing and dealing with some people. Mm. But you know what? You know what you pay on the life of a mortgage? So even if you're saying, oh, well, I'm earning money that's going to pay the interest, right? Let me do some interest calculations here. And, uh, you know, of course, someone messaged me the other day and they said that they're with one of the local banks. Um, I think they said FCIB or whatever. And they're like, oh, I never never see my mortgage going down. I think that they're cheating me and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, um, you know, (laughs) they're not cheating you. But I said, what you can do is you can request from them um, a a calculation of all of the money that you're going to be paying over the next 20 years or 30 years, depending on the life of your mortgage. And they will show you each month you make this and this and this and this. And this is how your balance is going to be decreased. This is the interest that you're paying. And I actually sent him a link for a um, uh, interest calculator. And he was like, oh, wow. This is so helpful. Yes. I said, well, you're welcome. So say you have a 20-year mortgage. Is that the average these years? Um, And you're going to be paying, let me see if we can figure this out. So your monthly contribution, say, say you borrow $350,000. This is going to be very, very rough. Monthly contributions, I don't even know what you're going to be paying per month now. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's $2,600. Interest rates, what's it gone up to now? Whatever prime plus, what's the actual percentage? Compounded, I think they compound it monthly, don't they? Uh, Inflation, well, you know, that's double digits, Joe. We don't know where it's going to be in 20 years positive annual contribution. So I don't know. What do you pay annually? And This one's a little bit more in depth. But anyway, all right. This is very, very rough. When I say rough, I mean rough because this one's forcing me to put in details that I don't necessarily have. But say I'm starting with borrowing $350,000. Annual contribution, um, if you're going to pay, we need a financial guru on the show. That's the next person I'm bringing on. If you're going to pay, say, $2,600 per month, let's say that you then pay 31200 dollars right? Um, $3,200, uh-huh. All right. So at the end of that, what you'll end up paying, and this is after inflation adjustment. And you know what? Let's drop inflation because I have it double digits here, but it doesn't stay double digits. So let's say... On average, over 20 years, inflation is 5%. Okay. <coughs> According to this, you're going to end up paying, in the end, $3.6 million for a $350,000 that you just borrowed. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Now, like I said, this isn't going to quite be accurate because this one is asking for additional information. I think there's some simpler ones that can kind of give you, but when you go to the bank, before you sign on the dotted line, you can say to them, "Um, oh, yes, can I see, uh, you know, what it's going to cost me to actually borrow this money from the bank? Like, they can give you the full breakdown. That's what I suggested to this young man. I said, son... First Caribbean, CNB, all of them can give you a full breakdown of what it's gonna be for you to um to borrow this money and what you're gonna pay. This is how the bank makes their money with interest. Okay. And so you're gonna pay a substantial amount more. You borrow 350, you're gonna be paying over a million dollars on that. So why would I, if I had five hundred million million. Why on earth would I leave a mortgage? Why would I leave a mortgage there where I'm still paying this interest? Right now I have a fixed rate interest, but you all know that that's going up. So even if I had investment properties, if you can pay that off, that still saves you a million dollars. Like like in the long term, that doesn't make any sense for you if you have the money to pay it off. Omeria says, Sandy, that's if you can find any land to buy. Oh, you can find land when you're rolling with uh, million, $648 million. That wouldn't be the issue. The issue would be um, if I want to pay what these crazy people are asking for their land. All right, so after... After I've taken care of my house, because, you know, you got to take care of your business, then I'm going to set up a few community projects. So, of course, I have to do something for children in the community. So I would set up direct competition for the Kays Foundation. I would set up a boy and girl's home. Oh, my God. It would be so amazing. Professional staff, people who are actually trained in this who know what they're doing, separating the troublesome youth from the ones who are in a bad environment. Like a little bit of a remediation program. So even if you had a child and you wanted to send them there, they could get like free help with homework in the afternoons. Um, They'd be like an aftercare program. Of course, we got to have, have a farm to teach them how to grow stuff and have... Uh, some responsibility, you know, so they'd have to take care of like animals and stuff. Um, oh, oh my God, it would be so amazing. Like I can really envision, like I need a but I need a big piece of land for that. So that I need like four or five acres, right? They could have transportation to and from school, therapy, they can get as much therapy as they want, but you know, there are going to be some house rules, Jill. so they can't be, going on with this foolishness about they want to escape. Hello. Therapy's here. You want to talk about it? Yes. We got therapy for you. Free therapist, Good therapist too. And, um, you know, uh, proper outings for them because I feel like they don't get, uh, their lives are disrupted by being in the home. And of course, people know that they're in the home. And so people judge them based on that. So this is going to be like a totally different situation. Like people are going to be begging to come to this home, honey gel. They're going to be like, oh, can I come to your, your, um, I don't know what we'd call it. Like we have to come with a really good name for it, but you know, yeah. They could just be themselves and be free. And um, I want to do more for children who've been abused. So like maybe a therapy program, like an intense therapy program because I do not feel like children who are abused here, get the therapy that they need. Sometimes their parents can't afford it. And um, that impacts the lives of the, these poor kids. Oh, we've set up some advocacy programs to make sure that they're really represented in court and stuff as well. So Lavana says I would pay off all my bills, then um, give to some of my immediate family and a lot of other stuff. So after I do a couple programs, by the way, children top of the list then i would do something for um for pets i'm not quite sure yet like if i would just give a donation to an existing organization probably because i don't believe in reinventing the wheel there's tons of great organizations out there who are really really good with the services that they provide but they're they're strapped for resources so I'm like, maybe the Humane Society, I'll help them with their relocation efforts or something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Now here comes the fun part. I got myself some friends and some acquaintances. So I'm going to give away some money. But there is always um, a stipulation, right? When I give you money, these are the rules. So I am going to pick um, some nieces and nephews. Do I have any nephews? I'm trying to remember if I have, oh yes, I do. <laughs> I had to think for a second. I'm like, do I have any nephews? And I thought of two right away. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. So I'm going to pick some nieces and nephews. Their parents, I believe are going to be out of luck because they've already lived their lives honey, child, And they've already demonstrated that they've, they're more than capable of making a hot mess out of that. So yeah, I don't think they're going to be getting any money, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel about it. But I'll definitely the next generation is where I'm really concerned, right? So the younger ones in their 20s and 30s, they need a little pull up in life. So I'm going to give everybody, if it's if I win half a million dollars, I'm just trying to think how much money I got left now because you can be careful. You don't give it all away because you got to invest some and you know you got to be smart. So I'm probably going to set aside, <clears throat> oh God, and you got to think about in this current environment, how much money is going to help people without overdoing it. Okay, so I'm going to pick 10 family members. I don't know who they are. I think that that would cover the nieces and nephews, I believe. I don't even know, which is horrible. Everybody's going to get $50,000, okay? You can do whatever you want with the $50,000. My advice would be to go secure yourself a piece of land, a house, mortgage, whatever. But if you want to use it to start up a business, idea, whatever, hey, you do you. All right. However, the caveat is the rule is you don't get to ever come back and ask me for a single dollar. So you waste all of your money. You don't get to come back and say, Auntie Sandy. I don't have no money left because of this. Not next thing I'd be like, erx. pump the brakes, honey child. That's not my business, and I would take a very fast rule on this because you know it's going to happen. Because now they think you got money, they're going to be coming back.
5: Oh, can
0: you help me with another ten thousand, another fifty? And the answer will be no, I cannot. So, um, you get an initial fifty. Listen, if you want to take your fifty. And be foolish with it and spend it on, on foolishness and whatever. Um, knock yourself out knowing that that's all you're going to get. So there will be nothing more for you to have. Yes. Okay. That's just how it works. Um, I'm going to take a vacation. So I don't know where exactly I'm going. Where do I want to go that I really can't afford to go? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd do like Europe or something. But I'd do like a proper vacation. Uh, of course, I'm gonna be traveling all the time long term now with this kind of money, so I don't have to rush anything. But I'll do like a little, a little initial vacation. Um, I wanted to like Europe, Greece. There's a lot of places on my on my bucket list actually. So I'd pick one place on the bucket list and travel for like the next month. I still got to do the show, so I'm still getting up every morning with whatever the time difference is. I got to pick a time difference. Um
2: I uh, <laughs>
0: um, you gotta pick a time difference. what uh, You gotta pick a time difference, friendly uh jurisdiction, right? And then, yes. I'll take a little bit of a vacation, Um, set aside college fund money for my daughter. And um, yeah, I think that that's it. And then whatever's left over, I would maybe look at some investment opportunities in like businesses and stuff like that. You got to be careful though, investing in business because people hear you got a lot of money. They think you can just waste money, you know, and that definitely isn't the case. And then, you know, I'd put it like on a CD or something. I invest in some stocks and whatever else. Yeah. So I, oh, the most important thing before, before I do a single thing with my money, actually, I would hire um, a seasoned financial advisor. Somebody who deals with people who have a lot of money, right? Call somebody in New York, got to find out what their fee is and make sure I can afford it. And to sit down and work out with them. Like I say, okay, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. What is it that you can um, guide me on in terms of the decisions that I should be making? So, trust funds um, to use the interest. So Jonathan says, I hear that if you were to win the lottery, you can't put it in a bank here in came I wonder if this is true. I'm trying to remember about this actually, because someone
5: from West Bay a couple of years ago won, I think it was like two or $3 million.
0: And there was some story about whether or not they could actually bring the money here <coughs> because it's, In this jurisdiction, gambling isn't allowed. Well, honey, child, if I had me $500 million, I can assure you that somebody in the United States of America is going to let me open up a bank account. You're not going to worry about that. Or maybe it won't be the U.S. It'll be some other jurisdiction that doesn't care because they don't have anything against gambling. So, yes, it might not be in Cayman, child, but once I have access to it online and it's a reputable country, and a reputable bank, and my money isn't gonna be disappearing. Um, of course, you never take that kind of money and put it in any single bank account in any event. <laughs> you better you better make sure you know what you're doing, where you're putting it. But Jonathan, I can't remember. I, I've heard that as well, but to be honest, I'm not sure if it's true. Cause it's not like in the US, it's illegal to buy a of ticket. So it's not a criminal activity in that country for sure. So it's it's not considered the proceeds of um of crime. So I kind of not sure if that's actually true. Um thank you, Miss Juanita. She says you will get help. The kids really need this. Well, we can all daydream. Nathina says that she would build an elderly home shelter. You know, do we I I mean, I know we have the Pines, and I'm sure the Pines needs money, but how much space do we need for, like, elderly people? I feel like Caymanians still believe in keeping elderly people home and taking care of them, like, through helpers and stuff like that. And there are some times that they can't, and they put them in the care of, like, the, the Pines. But does the Pines need expanding? Like, are they out of room? Like, I'm not really sure what the need is there, to be honest. But that I like that idea about scholarships as well. So we'll set up an annual CMR um, scholarship where people can apply and uh, it, it would be performance-based. Young people demonstrate certain things with their grades and so on to be eligible. Cameron says, good morning, Aunt Sandra. <laughs> I know, all of a sudden um, you start to get Family members, child that you didn't know you had. They came out in the woodworks. They claim that, oh, I saw you in 23 and me. You're my cousin. So that's why I'm I'm gonna just do the family that I know about. If I don't know about you now, I'm afraid to say that uh, and like I said, it's just gonna be nieces and nephews. I feel sorry for the siblings, but they've kind of had their chance already. Um, Jonathan says, I would bribe the government. Here, Jonathan, now. I would bribe the government so I can build my casino. Oh, my gosh, Jonathan. Cameron says, you know, I'm your favorite nephew. (laughs) Exactly. Kara says, first place, no one would even know I have the money. Now, you see, Kara is smart. Mm -hmm. This is a good idea, Mm Kara. Because a lot of people stress people out when they win the lottery, they stress them out with all these special beg beg beggar requests. So for most people, it's probably a very good idea that nobody knows that you've won. Good morning caller.
5: The name of Jonathan's um <laughs> casino, please
0: <laughs> he doesn't um, He doesn't have it yet, but Jonathan has an idea. he calls it the Jonathan, is it the 3G or the 4G idea? So he's all about go go girls, ganja, and gambling. I think it's 3G. So he has a 3G plan where he wants to open up a casino, a casino that has go go girls in it, and you can sit there and smoke marijuana all day while you gamble and watch the go go girls. That's his idea for financial freedom.
5: I thought I was wondering if that changed. No, child so Dean I morning to camera yes. morning to camera morning morning camera yes <laughs> I, thank I, you I, so I much just, All i right, I'm honey. just dealing with Jonathan's ca- um, casino yes
0: <laughs> alright so Dean says Sandy you could expand CMR into major news and advertising corporation also opening a lending institution to lend Caymanians only money for homes and Caymanian owned businesses Um, I wouldn't get into the lending business because based on what I see every day, K-Mandans, a lot of K-Mandans have difficulties uh, managing their debt. So that would be a business that would frustrate me. I'm going to send your behind straight to the bank. What I would do, and then you know k going can be like, oh, why is she charging me this interest rate? She can do this for free. No, no, no. When you're in business, business is business, honey child. As it relates to CMR, we would definitely expand some elements of it. Uh, but, of course, being smart about it because, you know, we we got things locked already. We don't need a whole lot of expansion. I would hire maybe a couple more staff. Um, you know, sometimes I get tired. I can't go to every single event. So, yes, I would hire a few more people to assist with events and stuff like that. But not expanding because I'm not looking to run some conglomerate business. You know, I'm, I'm getting up there and age myself. Oh, yes. You know, you always have to have that one purchase that is a complete splurge. Something that you do not need, but you're going to buy anyway. So let me tell you what it's going to be. Y'all ready for this? Where's my drum roll? I don't even know where my drum roll is. Uh, uh, I don't know what my drum roll is. Is this drum roll? No, that's not drum roll. Yeah. All right. Here it is, folks. I would uh, purchase... The vehicle of my dreams. Huh. Now you probably wonder what that is. It's probably not that bad, but um, I got my eyes on something. My motivation right now, like I said, I'm working extra hard to put every extra dollar on mortgage principal. Right. So I do have a little vehicle in mind. It is a Benz. Y'all know I'm a little bit partial to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And my goal. It's for my 50th birthday to have that, to have the mortgage paid off first, and then I reward myself with a little purchase of a vehicle, but only if I can pay cash for it. If I have to go to the bank to borrow the money, I can't get it. That's my current goal and my pr- current position. Because then that kind of forces you to keep things in perspective. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it, right? And for me, affording it doesn't mean getting in more debt. So No. I'm not going to go and borrow money to buy a car and then pay all this interest and pay 50 times for the car. So it's about trying to get smarter with our money as we get older. Good morning, Ms. Sue. She says we need a retirement community homes built here like they have in Florida. So retirement community homes. So what what are we talking about here? Where You you buy a home within a retirement community, um, but the homes are more affordable, like affordable housing for retirement folks? Is that what it is? Uh, Jonathan says, when you say it like that, you make it sound so unsexy. Your 3G plan really is not a sexy plan. (laughs) Mathena says, she'll work for me. She says, hire me, Sandy. Oh, it's your G3 plan. Oh, I had it reversed. I said 3G. Uh, He says, it would have a whole lot more class than the way you said it. Well, you can dress it up all you want. But go go dancers or go go dancers. Gambling is gambling. Yes, you can have a high end casino, but you still you're still going to have people sitting there with gambling habits, stealing from their employers and family members in order to in order to come to your go go club. Soka, get me some more tickets, child. I'm here daydreaming this morning. She says, get someone else to claim it for you, so you can remain anonymous. I don't mind people knowing that I'm a millionaire. Because I'm still going to be rolling in the same fashion that I'm rolling now, pretty much. I'm just going to be debt-free with a bit of investment opportunities for my daughter's future. Um, so Soka says her dream car is a Maserati. Um, I'm not really into speed like that. So, um, and I don't even know if Maseratis. Like, I'm sure they do go fast. But, yeah, I mean, I don't need a Bentley. I don't need a Maserati. What else is considered, like, a really fly car? You know, a Benz is good enough for me, but I I would definitely get all the bells and whistles on it. Like in terms of all the tech that's available on the inside of the vehicle, it would be tricked out. All right. Um, Happy Renaissance Day, says OCM Productions. It's Renaissance Day. What the heck is Renaissance Day? So yes, my darling, uh, that's kind of the daydreaming that we did today. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Offshore Alert. Because y'all know that, um, like I said, you want to get an idea of what happens with housing in the Cayman Islands and how people lose their homes. And this is not today. This happens. It's been going on for a really long time. Um, (coughs) You can certainly just go online and have a look at what shows up in court. Oh, there haven't been any recently that I'm looking at, though. Uh so the banks are always taking people to court, honey child, because they want their money if you borrow money for them. So yeah, I would not get in the business of um of loaning people money. That is a lot of risk. The banks do it, and that's why they have certain collateral um. That's why they have certain collateral that they they will want to hold on to. And even then, they still have to end up forcing a sale on your property. So this is interesting. There's a winding up petition. The stuff that you see when you go online, start looking at the cause list and stuff like this, right? So there's a winding up petition between Mr. Adrian Briggs and the Security Center Limited and Safeguard Security Services Limited. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that they were trying to wind up the security center.
5: Uh, Okay.
0: So the petitioner, Mr. Adrian Briggs, um, shows that Safeguard Security Services Limited is an ordinary resident company incorporated in the Cayman Islands, uh, 1994. Okay, the authorized share capital, blah, blah, blah. The principal objects of the company was, um, okay. The petitioner founded the company in 1994, from which date carried on the business of providing security, sorry, and guarding services as well as related activities within the Cayman Islands, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. At the date of its corporation, 100 shares, his daughter Catherine Briggs in November 2005 and TSCL, which was and remains under separate ownership, engaged in similar business activities to those carried out by the company. In around September of 2005, the petitioner and Mr. Mrs. Briggs commenced discussions with Mr. Graham Wall with regard to the pooling of the companies and TSCL's traditional guarding business into a single joint venture. Okay. <clears throat> so in... 2005, November, they entered into a memorandum of understanding, which signed on behalf of TSCL, blah, blah, blah. Oh, So that's how that company came out. Interesting. So, okay. So what's going on with the, I didn't know that this was a case, that this was a thing. There's a lot of stuff that goes under radar, especially in civil proceedings. Um... Huh. So basically uh, they're trying to well, it's a winding up petition, so they're gonna wind up this company. Okay. Oh, this gets juicy. Number 16 says the operation of the company. Although uh, Miss Briggs was appointed by the petitioner as a director of the company, she was not regularly or continually involved in the running of the company. This was a result of Mr. Bostock. Stuart, is this you they're talking about? Uh, repeatedly making it clear to Miss Briggs that he considered her opinions and ideas to be of no value. Oh, snaps. And in pursuing a course with intention and the result of avoiding Ms. Briggs being involved in the day-to-day management of the company, um, business assets and affairs, Mr. Bostock and originally Mr. Wall were the directors, largely to the exclusion of Ms. Briggs, who <coughs> with executive roles as regards to the company's business operations. In and about May of 2007, the petitioner loaned $234,000 to the company through a company owned and or controlled by him. Jack Cab hold. What? Why would he be loaning Security Center money? I thought that they had money. They're getting all these million dollar contracts from government. Um, At the meeting of the board, oh, I think I need to print this one off and read this a little bit closer. At the meeting of the board, the company held in July 2013 that Mr. Bostock, Mr. Wall, and Ms. Briggs voted that the amount of the loan to the company shall be increased to $400,000 by reducing the dividend payable to the petitioner. What the? You see, this is why when you start to invest money in companies and you think it's a good idea, child, always some kind of mix-up. That's why I, w- I want to be the only director, the only shareholder, and I like get in bed with nobody else other than maybe a spouse because sometimes you don't have choice. But y'all need to be careful. Oh, honey child, this gets even better. Point number 21, in and about June 2013, Ms. Briggs was informed by Mr. Wall that Miss Patty Jean Ebanks Yes, who had been an employee of TSCL and misappropriated nearly a million dollars from and belonging to TSCL. Ooh, Jesus, what a mess. Hold on now. Let me clear my sinuses on this one.
1: Lord Jehovah.
2: So um,
0: I'm aware of this theft case, but has this been dealt with yet? Has the the court found her guilty? I can't remember now, but yes, this woman, Miss Patty Jane Ebanks, Miss Patty Jane Ebanks. I need to look it up because I don't know if that case is actually done with yet, but she has been accused of stealing nearly a million dollars from her employer, which isn't she related to one of the um, shareholders? Was it um, oh God, no not let me not get the names ra- wrong now. So is this Nal sister or something? but she's related to one like I think her brother, forgive me if it's not Bodden, but it's somebody who else owns security company? So her brother, oh, let's keep reading what the lawsuit says. Miss ebanks has been a director of the company between September twenty ten and twenty thirteen. Mr. Bostock wrongly and without any justification caused the company to pay $140,000 to TSCL in order that the losses suffered by TSCL from the misappropriations made by Ms. Ebanks would be reduced, albeit at the expense of the company. Oh, my gosh. In light of the matters referred to above, in an email to Mr. Bostock sent on July the 2nd, 2013, Ms. Briggs raised a number of questions and concerns. Ooh, honey chow! This just went from daydreaming to juicy, juicy. Omg! Uh uh uh. All right, y'all, hold on one second now. I'm gonna share my screen with y'all because y'all are like what? What is Sandy reading from? This is this is what you what you get access to an offshore alert. So, um, let me see now. Look yeah, this gets interesting. Oh my gosh, there's more. All right, so she raised a bunch of questions, including the absence of financial and or management reports, absence of bank statements for the company, the way in which the cross charge was broken down, the use of company's funds by TS sales operations, the merging or pooling of the company's revenues. Uh huh. Wow. In addition, uh, Ms. Briggs wished to discuss the activities of Ms. Ebanks and the reason why it had been this it had been considered appropriate. By TSEL, which is plainly was not to cause the company to bear some of the loss, cause to TSEL, uh-huh, conduct towards, wow, what a mess. So this is an interesting case. Like I said, I'm going to delve into this a little bit deeper. Um, But you see, this is why you got to be careful with business operations, child. mm and then it says, furthermore, in or about uh, 2013, Mr. Bostock decided to relocate the company to newly constructed premises at Printer's Way. Yes. Since the said relocation, TSCL has demanded, and Mr. Bostock has caused the company to pay large amounts in rent through an addition to the cross charge. What? Uh, the sums now being paid in rent are... Significantly larger than the the amounts in respect of rent paid by the company at its previous premises and in circumstances where the company does not and did not require a larger premise. Oh, my
5: goodness. What a
0: dick. Wow. In order to conduct its business operations in pursuit of the blah, 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 at a meeting attended by Mister, Mrs. Briggs, Mr. Vossak, and Mr. Rotsy, whoever he is, and in about July, did it again express concerns about the management of the company? Okay. Wow. So, it looks like um they're trying to guess wind up the security company. Ah, oh, who would have known? Um, huh. It says that um they're accusing this company of wrongly. Appropriated the business and goodwill of the company. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Wow. So, um, now this is a this is an amended petition. So this was submitted before. So apparently, it says here that they'd offered to purchase a petitioner's shares in the company for $87,250. Uh, the offer did not include any provision for an amount of the, for the account of the affairs of the company to be carried out. Uh-huh. Okay, so now they've amended it to include some additional information. That it was just an equitable to wind up the company and as such the gateway for the Company to be wound up in accordance with section 30 92c of the company's law was met. So um the TLC T S C L, that's um the security center is being represented by HSM Chambers. So of course they're all in the mix.
2: Um so
0: So um, it says that here on June the 20th, 2022, a resolution was signed by both members of the company. (coughs) sorry, Sorry, resolving to place the company into court supervised liquidation. Who knew? Wow. So the security center is being liquidated? Voluntary liquidation? Wow! All right. Well, I gotta let Renee know that maybe she needs to have a look at this story to put up on CMR. Um, very, very interesting. <coughs> My God, what a hot mess! Um, so someone says yes, she is Baden's sister, and she did not go to jail, and she did go to jail for it. Oh, she did. Oh, okay. So she's out already. Child, when you steal a million dollars, speaking of the lottery, it seems like for some people it's easier to just steal money than to actually try to win it or work for it. Probably a million dollars, if she went to jail, I'm willing to bet you she didn't serve more than five years. So when, when you think about the um, logistics of, you know, you're going to sit in jail. I mean, nobody wants to go to jail. Are you going to sit in jail at the expense of the people that came around and get three square meals and blah, blah, blah? And probably because she's related to Nalbaden, let's also be fair. She'll probably never have to really worry about a job in any event. So she'll probably be okay after she gets out. Um, you know, that that's, that's the type of siblings when you have money, you put them in the back corner of the office to do something else. Not in charge of accounts, hopefully, again. But, you know, you're still going to make sure that they're okay. Wow. Um, did you have to pay any, any money back? Well, most people, when they steal money, they, they can't pay it back because they've spent it in ways that are just crazy. Um, so this person says, yes, it's Nall's sister. Thad Thadbotton also belongs to Nall, always in court for theft. His other sister recently got an award from NASA. Oh, that's nice. Uh... So they sent some links. Oh, she got a four-year sentence. See what I told you? I knew it wouldn't have been more than five years. That's for sure. So it looks like they pared it down. She was originally charged with stealing over a million dollars, but they can only find half a million. <laughs> you know, at, at some point they stopped counting as well. Um I remember that uh there's some other case, I can't remember which one, that this person stole a bunch of money. And I, I think that they said it was um it was at um, oh god, one of the banks. And they said that basically when they got to like a million dollars, they kind of stopped counting because they just couldn't keep counting anymore. I was like, what? One second, call. I'm trying to get you back on the um, I don't know why it's not picking up on the Bluetooth here. Hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you back because the Bluetooth connection has dropped somehow. But yes, um, really, really strange that banks and organizations can have so much money that sometimes they're like, oh, God, we got to stop counting because we really don't know how much the person really stole. And I think to myself, how can you not know? Well, there you have it. Uh, someone says, yeah, she's an all-sister. Remember her husband, Roger, stole money from Rex Crichton and also went to jail. Oh, Jesus. Wow. wow. So, uh uh-huh. Sticky fingers runs in the family. Well, um, I don't know what's going on when my Bluetooth isn't pick up. You know what I always say about people who steal? Um, when they come from certain families, they're going to get a blight that, believe me, you, you and I are not going to be getting. So don't you go out there with your sticky fingers now, you little Georgetown kid, and think that you're going to have that kind of luck because what do they say about, about luck for puppet and something else? It just doesn't run the same. Right? So you're not going to have, um, uh, give me one second, Danny. I'm just trying to figure out why the Bluetooth is not connecting. It says it's paired, but it's not picking up. So yes, don't you try because your luck is not going to be the same. Um, speaking of luck, this person says, I would never make anyone know that I want anything. Danny, I don't know why, if it says I'm connected to Bluetooth, why it isn't actually showing me that on the headset. Handset. But anyway, try talking. Let's see if we can hear you. Hello? Nope. Can't hear you. All right. It says that it's paired. Let me, let me try pairing it again. Hold on. So we're going to disconnect, and then we're going to search and pair it again. Uh, this is why I actually don't like Bluetooth very much. Um, all right, let's try it again. Okay, let us see if we can get a hold of Danny once to call the program. So yes, puss and dog don't have the same luck. It's a Jamaican proverb. That's right. <clears throat> Definitely puss and dog not gonna have the same luck. Um, I do not know why the Bluetooth is not working, Denny. All right, let me just restart this phone real quick. Maybe that's that'll resolve that issue. Well done. Yep. Puss and dog, you're not going to have the same luck. Uh, just one of those things in life. So someone else says, um, I love this website for calculating loans. It shows how much you spend over the life of the loan and what goes towards interest versus principal." Oh, this is a good one. Yes, thank you. I'll share that with people as well. Uh... Oh, yes. All right, so someone said might be a good time about legalizing gambling in the Cayman Islands. Well, I mean, we've talked about this so many times. I think y'all just need to decide whether you want it or not. I'm not opposed to it, necessarily, in principle. But, you know, you have to, when you say legalize it, I think one of the problems is who's going to be running it. Because if you legalize it, like what they have in the state of Florida, where it's government run, that's a huge expense, a huge department. And that's a whole lot of a situation. And the truth of the matter is, it does not necessarily mean that um, it's going to be, I just do not know what's going on with the Bluetooth here. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to actually yeah. stop. Yeah, but you're on you can hear me, but you're not coming through the board is the problem. So it's not a question on whether or not you can hear me. Um so I'm gonna try it again. Hold on. So yes, uh the interesting thing about the lottery is legalizing it and came in, might not have the intended effect that we think that it will. And that's part of the problem. I don't know what's going on with this phone. This has me stopped. Caller, I guess you'll have to speak on speakerphone because it's connected to Bluetooth, but then it's not it's simply not showing up.
2: You just have to put the speaker close to the
0: mic now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-oh. Did you come off a speakerphone as well? What the heck? Mm. Yes, uh, caller. You, know, you
2: must have friends in high
1: place. <laughs> <coughs> What's on your mind this morning? Uh Yes, is, is that oftentimes, like, you'll
2: hear people say, ah, I don't get involved in politics, ah, you know, as if somehow it's unimportant, right. Mm-hmm. But, but they will express themselves about, you know, what they think should be done in the country, but they don't get involved in politics. Well, that's a really foolish position to take. Because. If you want things to be changed in your country, political system is the way that it should be done. Mm-hmm. I'll give one example. Some people think that lottery should be allowed and some believe really it shouldn't. <laughs> okay? There are those who like, well, you know, I don't care what the law says because you know, You spend a lot of time trying to get things changed and it just nothing just ever happened. So, Mm I'm not going to participate in that foolishness anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you have people who go to law school. Mm
0: That says openly on the air (laughs) that they asked a friend, (laughs) in another jurisdiction (laughs) picture, to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, well, it's not illegal to buy a lottery ticket in Florida
2: by a lot of ticket in Florida, if you're in Florida, plus the penal code that I just read is the Cayman Islands penal code. And so the two elements are that, uh, is that the mens rea occurred in this jurisdiction and the actus in part
0: occurred in this- So wait, wait a, minute, wait, a minute, wait 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 a minute, back it up. So you're saying that based on your interpretation Of the law. No, no, no. Let me me read it again so that you don't confuse my interpretation with the statute. The statute says when an act which, if done wholly within the jurisdiction of the court, which the beauty came out of the court, would be an offense against this law. So if it's an offense, in the penal code um, is done partly within and
2: partly beyond the jurisdiction. Every person who within the jurisdiction does or takes any part in such act may be tried and punished under this law in the same manner as if such act had been done wholly so
0: okay so if i fly to if i fly to miami hold hold on hold on so you're saying that if i fly to miami and i purchase a ticket that's fine but if i'm here and i ask someone to purchase a ticket for me that's a problem yes that's what that's it all right well looks like i better go to miami
5: then That we want it to say we should see it change. That's, that's what my friend Jonathan is doing.
2: He's saying, Look, I disagree with this law that says I can't use cannabis, Maybe I want to use cannabis, so I'm advocating to have it changed. Now, you might not agree with that particular thing, but it's the same type of that it would be necessary if you wanted something like this change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this isn't my opinion, this is a All right,
0: um, I, I uh, never, um, and of, of course, as you say, ignorance of the law is, is, no, is certainly no excuse, but um, I will have to look at it and get some legal advice on that after I win my billion dollars. Well, well I <laughs> think that's a good idea, which is part of what your program is about is education.
2: Yeah. Um uh, one of my friends says Charlie the that $500, 000, 000, 000.
0: <laughs> yeah, but a billion is. No, I know, I know. But <laughs> that billion is not that's not how much you would get, right?
2: That's future value. Oh so you would be paid out the net present value basically come up to a hell of a lot less than that if you to take it as a today, uh, mm-hmm. and if you take it as a, as a lump sum, some of the knowledge is going to be a hell of a lot less. So, um, so what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that this process, this, this political process, how how we administrate the country, how we get laws changed is an important process that people should be involved in. And it's part of the reason why who is in office matters, mm-hmm. whether, whether those persons are, are people who can be trusted, because it's such an important process that, If not done properly, people just lose faith in the system and drop it. (coughs) That's what's happening. Just look at what's happening in America today. Absolute disaster. In my view, we're witnessing the deliberate destruction of America. It seems as if...
0: Deliberate by the voters of the country?
2: By the politicians.
0: But it's the voters putting the politicians in? Uh, uh, yeah, but <laughs> and they and they and listen, um, you know they're about to do it again. They're all excited about Trump running again. So he didn't he didn't do enough for them the last time around. He's like, they're well, like, let's the people, give him another the chance.
2: People who are destroying the country, unfortunately, is not Trump. It's it's the ones who are in power right now. You, you can't point but uh, well, the administrations and you you can point to can
0: past administrations.
2: I'm talking about what's happening
0: at this moment. Yeah, but past administrations impact current policies. I,
2: I understand and that. And it's not like the but
0: second you get out of office, what you did is automatically undone, and the damage of what you did disappears. It's like people you are like, like, okay, the, the U.S. Power is to change it. Listen, the, people are saying right now the U.S. is headed into a recession, and they're blaming that on Biden. I'm like, Biden just got there. This road to the yeah, recession yeah, has been you,
2: I, I, I say this to you all the time. It's self-inflicted. If you say if you vote for me, I'm going to shut down the petroleum industry. OK, if that's your position, that's what Biden said. Okay? <coughs> if you take that position, then you cannot expect people the, the, the heads of the, the petroleum companies to go to its shareholders and say, we need to spend hundreds of billions of dollars to, to on infrastructure that has to be amortized over long periods of time to, to get approval to invest that money when the government is trying to get you out of business in less than 13 years, which is 2035. You, you don't see how that is a problem? I'm telling you that the cost of living that you're experiencing today, a great portion of that is self-inflicted. Now, you can't blame that on Trump. That doesn't mean that I agree with everything that Trump said or did. But on this particular issue that's heavily impacting the cost of living today, this is the current policy of the American <laughs> government that's causing this. Mm. And they can change that if they want.
0: All right. Well, you change policy today. It takes five, 10 years later for you to see the impact of the change of that policy.
2: It depends on what the policy is. Well, but but it but if I can assure you that if, if the president of the United States said today to his political party, look, um, it's clear that we're not going to be able to meet our goal by 2035. We're going to have to extend it beyond there. And then you go to the petroleum industry and you say, look, you know, leading up to the election, I engaged in a lot of propaganda because I wanted to get elected. And I said something like a little bit overboard. Yeah. Um, we're not going to shut you down. That will make a tremendous difference. Okay. Uh-huh. The, the war that's happening is only a part of the problem. It's not the entire problem.
0: So Everton says, I don't know who's who he's referring to exactly, but he says, you don't even know what you're talking about. Are you living in the United States? I'm not sure if he's speaking to you or to me, but <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, don't have, have to me. necessarily live in a jurisdiction to know what you're talking about. But anyway, I'll leave okay. us there. We do have our news coming up and then our next guest is slated to come on at nine o'clock. All right,
2: well, I think he's full of <laughs> Take
0: care. All right, All right folks. Um, I'm aware that, that hearing Danny properly was a bit of a problem. Um, I need to figure out why it says I'm connected to Bluetooth, but it's still not working like I connected to Bluetooth. So we'll, we'll put some... Um, IT hands on that situation to see what could potentially be going on there all right time for your morning news headlines big shout out to kevin Wattler, bring us the news every single day weekdays monday through friday oh everton clarifies his point he says um the previous administration they destroy this country it always happens that whenever republicans are in power they always let this country run up a high deficit it's through the roof and a rip democrat always back bring in back down to pay off the debt, bro. You're not living here and you don't know what's going on. All right. um, Yeah, no, I think that this concept that a president can be newly elected, same thing here in the Cayman Islands, y'all cussing the PAC government. We want them to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. But the point cannot be lost, folks, that the previous administration was in for 12 years. And so a lot of what you're feeling now, whether it's social ills or whatever, has been brewing for a long time. Problems don't just pop up um, on a given day, right? So our education system being in the toilet, uh, social services you know, being run poorly and in the toilet, um, even some of our economic woes have been, the price of land has been creeping up for a really long time. This not just happened today. So although you're complaining about it today because you might now appreciate the impact on your life where you are, that doesn't mean that the current administration are the ones who caused the problem. And all you have to do is go back and look at, for example, um, all of the millions of dollars in concessions that were given. And y'all keep cussing about that because that has a knock-on effect. None of that has happened since the PAC government has been in place. But the knock on effect of it continues because those are agreements and things that have to be honored once they're in place. So, if the previous administration gave a developer a concession, but they're now only developing the project, this concession has already been granted. So, this is why, you know, when people want to complain about governments and they're like, well, I don't want to think about what the previous administration did, I said, hold on, that's not fair. Pump the brakes. You better think about what the previous administration did because it was their decisions that are impacting our lives. And so you can't not give them any responsibility for the shit show that we're currently in. That's ridiculous. Right? Not only that, but some of y'all don't want to take responsibility for who you're putting into elected office. And it's like, what? All right, well... Time for the morning news.
6: Hello, I'm Kevin Wattler and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service says they are carrying out a full investigation into the tragic death of the two-year-old child who died in Cayman Brac on Tuesday and are approaching their investigations with an open mind. Five police investigators, supported by forensic specialists and a pathologist, were sent to Cayman Brac on Wednesday to support the local team with this case. The multi-agency approach is being taken to ensure all avenues are explored, according to the police. The police said no arrests have been made and the name of the child will not be formally released at this time in order to maintain the privacy of the family and individuals involved. Police request that if anyone has any information about this incident that they believe would assist police with their investigations, to please contact the Cayman Brack Police Station on 948-0331 or 926-0635 Cayman's population has seen staggering growth over the past decade Premier Hon. Wayne Panton pointed out that Cayman's population grew by 29% in the last decade. He said much of the growth over the years is a result of open immigration policies which have brought many benefits to the country but also setbacks According to the report, there were 71,432 residents of the Cayman Islands counted in the 2021 census. This figure includes 327 persons who lived in institutions such as prisons, dorms, retirement homes and so forth. Except for the sister islands, all districts recorded double-digit growth rates and Mr. Panton said the country now has to decide on the appropriate growth rate and policies. The Cayman Islands Fire Service welcomes 12 new trainee firefighters. The new group, which consists of 11 men and 1 woman, recently started their 18 weeks of aviation and domestic fire and rescue training. The group hopes to become the next class of certified firefighters. We wish them the very best. The Cayman Islands National Chess Team will represent the country at the 44th Chess Olympiad currently being held in India. The Cayman Islands Chess Federation was formed in 2018 when the country officially joined the International Chess Federation. While the team has succeeded in the online Olympiad format in 2020 and 2021, this is their first classical over-the-board International Olympiad tournament. The team comprises of five players, Clifford Shaw, Sean Tracy, Christopher Young, Malcolm and Leah Samantha who is the reserve player the team has been training with their coach international master Jomo Peterson Who is also the national coach of Jamaica? Police continue to look for two men who are wanted for firearm offenses 25 year old Charles Leonard Walton the third and 27 year old Luisto Estubio Hernandez are considered armed and dangerous if seen Call 911 immediately and police warn not to approach them. Police also continue to look for two missing men. 53-year-old Noel Paul Manning has been missing since June 24th and 26-year-old Adrian Williamson has been missing since July 6th. You are asked to contact your nearest police station if you see either of them. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or via their website. More information on each of these stories can be found at caymanmallroad.com. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 6.01. It's a good day to keep your umbrella or raincoat handy. Scattered thunderstorms are in the forecast. The temperature rises to the mid-80s, but it will feel much hotter than that. When the high temperature is 86 degrees Fahrenheit and the relative humidity is at 73%, like it's forecast to be, the temperature will feel like it's in the mid to high 90s. The winds east southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour and the sun sets at 7.02. When it cools at nighttime, the temperature falls to the low 80s, and looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. It's summertime, so those hot days and warm nights with scattered showers are very typical for this time of year. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Now, for some regional and international news. Dart announced the addition of the Four Seasons Resort and Residences and Gorilla to its luxury hotel portfolio. Dart acquired the property from the Starwood Capital Group. Located on 35 elevated acres spanning the beaches of Meads Bay and Barnes Bay, the resort is known for its sea views at every turn and 181 generously sized and diverse accommodations, from clifftop guest rooms to expansive oceanfront villas. JetBlue Airways reached a deal to buy Spirit Airlines on Thursday, a merger that could reshape the airline industry by putting pressure on America's four dominant carriers. The deal, which values Spirit at $3.8 billion, would create America's fifth largest airline with a share of more than 10% of the market, behind United Airlines, which has a nearly 14% share. Delta and Southwest Airlines control more than 17% each, while American Airlines has more than 18%. The merger is likely to face a thorough investigation from the Biden administration's antitrust regulators who have taken an aggressive stand against corporate consolidation, especially in industries already dominated by a few businesses. Given that reality, JetBlue's top executives sought to cast the spirit deal as a way to make his industry more competitive rather than less. U.S. officials said that more than 75,000 Russians have been killed or injured as part of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The figure would represent around half the total number of troops Russia sent to Ukraine at the start of its invasion. It is significantly higher than estimates U.S. officials have given in public. Estimates for Russian troop losses have varied and Russia itself have given no official figures for months. The total number of Russian troops that have gone to the Ukraine is also unclear. That's it for the Daily Buzz. Please stay safe and God bless.
0: All right, folks. So, yeah, population growth. We'll talk about the census report um, going into next week so we can, you know, kind of dig a little bit deeper into some of the aspects of that. But population growth, uncontrolled population growth, is one of the issues that this particular government, um, by way of the premier, has definitely brought up as a point of concern. And believe me, you, we see it every single day when we have to drive in traffic. Mm -hmm. All right, Miss Debbie says, happy Friday. Hey, girl. Happy Friday. All right. We do have a guest who is waiting to join us. Mr. Noel Kayasso-Smith. Good morning, Noel. How are you?
7: Good morning, Sandy. Dreamed, tired, exhausted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
2: But good. Good.
0: good. Good. Awesome. So Cayman um, I- K-Man AIDS Foundation, yes, um, is a nonprofit organization here in the Cayman Islands that does a number of events over the course of the year. This is probably, I would think, now your biggest event that you well, have. Uh, this is at. actually
7: under the Kim and LGBTQ Foundation.
0: Okay. So this this one falls under the LGBT Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. My apologies.
7: <laughs> no,
5: that's okay.
0: Noelle <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. wears multiple hats. Well, more yeah. um, so the LGBTQ Foundation, um, this is your second annual Pride Parade. So tell us a little bit in case people don't know what a Pride Parade is. Uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what it is.
7: Well, you know, for us, um, hosting a Pride Parade here last year um, was a big achievement. Um, what we're basically trying to achieve is for everyone to understand that, you know, we all live in a small community. We all respect each other, but at the same time, we all have different beliefs. So mm-hmm. by hosting a Pride event, um, is just showing that, you know, we are a part of the community and we're looking for acceptance.
2: Mm -hmm.
7: I know there was a lot of conflict um, over the first Pride Parade when we were going to have that. People were under the impression that we were going to come out in jeans and whips and nudity and all that sort of stuff, but they were surprised that none of that actually took place. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not what it's about, you know? It's about, you know, just basically looking for equality and looking to be accepted for who we are.
0: Mm -hmm. And I guess at some level, um, it's also just about... um you know, celebrating your community, which is a a minority community here in the Cayman Islands. But I often say to people, it's not as much of a minority community as people might think, because at least one in 10 uh, persons fall in the LGBTQ community. They may not tell you, so it might be none of your business because that's people's personal affairs. But one in 10, you do the math. That's a lot of people who might be LGBTQ, you know? um so what can we expect last year sorry last year was the first event yes um is the route changing or are there any significant changes to the actual event this year
7: okay the route is a little bit longer than it was yeah. last year because those that attended okay. last year knew we left from the public beach and ended at uh tilly's uh-huh. uh, this year we're taking the same okay. route from the public beach but we're actually ending at the festival green at caymanna bay so we'll be okay. coming down the Old West Bay road, all the way down to the Marquee, following it onto, I think it's Esther Tibbets highway across the street, and then onto the festival of green at came Bay. Uh-huh. So wow. we originally um, had booked for the parade to start at five. Um, but after consulting with the police department, they brought up some valuable points that maybe perhaps we should start a bit earlier because of the, it would, they're roughly calculated. It would take two hours for us to reach from point A to point B which would put us on the streets after six and for safety reasons. So we agreed and we, we backed mm-hmm. the time. So the new times are now three uh, o'clock lineup and four uh, o'clock the parade will start.
0: Okay. All right. So um, of course, you know, just to remind people, there are some rules that uh, you operate under. So let us know. I know last year was COVID and there was a restriction in the parade size and you had it kind of quartered off and whatever. So that's no longer in place for this year
7: no because it's not that has been it's lifted. yeah okay. a lot of the COVID stuff has been lifted um you know last year we faced things with you have to you had to be vaccinated mm-hmm. to join and you have to have your vaccination card that could be read and all that sort of stuff but now that everything has been lifted there's no restriction on that so people are allowed to bring their kids along this year if they choose to which we have families that will be participating this year which is really great um mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's just basically a, a fun <laughs> thing um For us, you know, it's all about everybody coming together, and it's Mm -hmm. not about being gay or having to be gay to join a pride parade. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your allies, you got your friends that support and that sort of stuff, and that's what we're looking for.
0: Right. So, um, roughly two hours, starting at three o'clock, but parade will leave at four o'clock. So people, I guess, try to get there on time. Yeah. Uh, There was a little bit of logistics. Like last time, I found that people went, they walked the parade, and then they couldn't figure out how to get back to their vehicles. So, people, you got to have all these things planned and, and worked out. We have a bus um, this year. that will be You shuttle do you have, have people. a bus. Okay.
7: Yeah. From Kimana Bay um, back to, um, to Seven Mile Beach. But Kimana oh, okay. Bay has a huge parking facility. So, yeah. I would encourage people to perhaps park their car at Kimana Bay and then take the shuttle to Public Beach. <clears throat> You know, and if, and I just want to say, people, you know, if if you're gonna know that you're gonna drink a lot, then obviously try and carpool or try to get there some other way that you can enjoy yourself and mm-hmm. make a way to take yourself home at the end of the night.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: I see.
0: All right. Um. So there's also a little bit of. I think you can't have any of these events with some without some degree of controversy. So someone mm-hmm. said to me that There's some fee or something that's associated with participation in the parade. Can you
7: explain to us yeah, what? A lot of stuff on that, Sandra. Like I'll explain that to you.
0: Yes.
7: Um, as it's our second Pride Parade, mm-hmm. and we are a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, pride this year costs in the range of forty to forty-one thousand dollars to put on from beginning to end. That staging lighting, you know what these things are like when you're putting them together.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, so <laughs> we had a meeting and we discussed it, and you know, everybody saw it's so, a are under the impression that we're getting thousands of dollars of sponsorship coming in for Pride. Mm. They need to bear in mind that this is our second year. The first mm-hmm. year, Pride was sponsored by two ladies, couples that were here, um, because everybody didn't know what government was going to say or what the community was going to be like. So of course, they funded mm-hmm. the entire thing. However, this year, um, they did contribute, but they say that you know other organizations, now that things are going well, should also trip in and, and help towards Pride. A mm-hmm. lot of sponsorship requests and stuff went out, and you know, even organizations that we assumed that we would get a lot of backing from, we got like two thousand dollars US or fifteen hundred dollars US. You know, so a total um, of income like thirteen thousand against forty something it, thousand dollars. It's not that much. It, it just doesn't cover what we need to be covered. Um, mm-hmm. People also also say we should fundraise, but to be honest, we had a run walk, well, as you know. And $1,500 was raised on that fund and that wall because it wasn't very supported. So, therefore, put that against what was outstanding, you know, it, it didn't really help, help the matter here. So, what we did, we had packages out there. So, for a for hundred dollar package, it would get you to enter the parade, It'd also get onto the green, it gets you a t shirt, it gets you tickets, food, and drinks, it gets you a goodie bag, it gets you a water bottle. You know, it gets you um, uh, sodas, getaways and stuff while you're in the parade and that sort of thing. So when you add up what you're getting, it's just a difference of $10. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing is you can't please everybody. And Mm -hmm. even with all that, I'm going to explain something to you. We even brought, because people are saying, what if we just want to join the And I said, okay. so what we did, we have um, a package on Events Pro where you pay $10 and you get a T-shirt and that gets you to go to the parade. And of course, if you want to go to the festival green, there's a $35 edition that you would have to pay to also go there. So it's not that we are asking the public to pay for no reason whatsoever. It was Mm -hmm. a dilemma whether, A, we say, okay, we had our first pride ass here. But because of the expenditure and no financial support, we are cancelling Pride this year. We didn't want to do that. So that was one of the reasons.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you get a bit. um, Tell us a little bit again about what's included then um, in the packages.
7: Okay. Um, We have a package on there for $100. Well, we have a VIP package to begin with, uh, which is $550. It's a highball table. Uh, which people uh, you get a high premium bottle of, of rum on the table. You get chases with that. You get 35 tickets to buy food or whatever you choose to spend that on, drinks or food, uh, or whatever. You also get your T-shirt. You get your wristband for the parade. You get your wristband for the green. You get your goodie bag and your water bottles. And um, you also get like sodas and whatever it is. on. Because, you know, the parade, there's no alcohol um, and during the parade at all. It's just water, Gatorade, sodas, and Lucasade and that sort of thing. So that's the first mm-hmm. prize. Second is a hundred a hundred dollar prize, which also gets you um pretty much everything except for going into the VIP area because the VIP area is actually centered at the front of the stage where you pretty much get front view of every single thing that's going mm-hmm. on. Um then the other one went with $35 package, which would take you to um just the green itself, and you would get a t-shirt. Okay. So I, right. I honestly I don't think it's it's really. But, you know, the, the, what what you're getting for for what we were putting out there and i understand people are saying that pride should be free and it has been free everywhere else in the world but then mm-hmm. there was pride like new york and atlanta they've been established for many years and they have big sponsors like macy's who put like two three million dollars in, into that event we haven't mm-hmm. come that far yet this is only our second pride and we mm-hmm. all know what things are like here in the cayman islands You know, I mean, it's really great because I did meet people that, um, you know, said to me, you know, we were offered jobs here by by big companies Um, maybe four years ago. We didn't want to come here. And, you know, after seeing that, you know, things are beginning to progress and change and people are being accepted, they have not taken those positions here and bought homes and stuff, which, you know, is really good. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, we need to take things in baby steps because although we were expecting, you know, better sponsorship support, I can't go to you, San Francisco. Oh, you know you're a gay ally for years. You know you only gave me a hundred dollars, but I want five thousand. You can't force people. Yeah, to- you
0: know, I would have to tell you that I'm trying to pay off my mortgage. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so I that's just don't have
7: it. You know that's the reason why we um, we brought this this payment thing in. Um, so in 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 truth, you, you're not really you're getting a lot more. You know, we're just not saying pay $100, you're getting nothing. And mm-hmm. kids um, are also free this year, and they do get a free T-shirt, as long as they're accompanied with a parent.
0: All right, good. So when they get to the Festival Greens, um, tell us what you have set up there, because it looks like it's going to be quite a bit of a production.
7: Yeah. Uh, Festival green, we got the main stage. Um, which is set up. Then you're gonna have the VIP area and and the so what, what's the- happening
0: on stage? There are like performers. Oh, okay, on
7: stage we have we we have a D, uh, D international DJ from Miami, DJ Pressure mm-hmm. Point, as well as mm-hmm. we have a local DJ, DJ Alec, DJ Glenn, and DJ Chuck will be there as well. Um, we have two international drag queens that performed all over the place, which is mm-hmm. Kiki Co, and Detox Boost DA. Um Last night we had a fundraising event at the mm-hmm. next door at Kimana Bay, where they had a sneak preview at, at um, you know meet and greet the Queens and that sort of thing. That was very, very successful. So mm-hmm. they will also be on the main stage as well. Um, the Premier will be marching with us again this year. Um, the the governor is off because his mm-hmm. because his son is getting married, so um, the Deputy Governor, Honourable France-Madison, will be marching with us as well as Miss Barbara Conney for the, the opposition. So obviously we have their tents up to the other side of that. Um, we've got food trucks, um, restaurants selling foods. Um, so it's going to be like a lot of different things going on. Um, we're going to have like a dance group and some other stuff. So it's going to be quite entertaining as the night go along.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. And how how long will the night go on for? Are you going straight <laughs> Unfortunately,
7: up? Unfortunately, it's Saturday night, just the Cayman Islands. So under um, the liquor license law and dark, eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five. Everybody have to be off the green by twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right, folks. So the parade should arrive six and then it'll pick off from there. But if anybody wants to go to the green from four instead of going to the public beach, um, they, the green will be open with music and food and drinks and stuff on sale. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. So tell us now, how can people um, get tickets uh, purchased? Obviously, it's tomorrow.
7: Yes. So the event is, is here. Um, but where are they able to get tickets? Okay. Um, Events Pro. Um, mm-hmm. has a listing of the tickets that's on the, on their website. You can go there and purchase the tickets. We decided to use them this year because, honestly, it's it's a lot of work when you're dealing with ticket items and, and trying to keep track of everything. So we turned that over to them this year. Um, tonight is actually, and I am hope you could get down there or send someone from your, your team crew, is the uh, pre-party, which is being held mm-hmm. at the Devi, the Old Treasure Island. That's where everybody would have to come um to basically get their wristbands their t-shirts and all the goodie bags and that sort of stuff so we will be there from seven o'clock until midnight um and the closing time for events pro will be 11 45. Hmm. so all once right, you come God. there you can sign up and get all the things that you require to get on the you know what package you've taken and then get ready for the saturday very good all and right i've got, I got yes. your glasses here as well um, oh yes so um for the, the press passes that allow you guys into the VIP area and the other areas for your filming mm-hmm. uh, for when you're ready to film or whatever.
0: All right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm still I told you I've been sick with this cold, but um no definitely we will um we will be there to get some some coverage for yeah. the event. So, um, folks, again, you can purchase your tickets from Event Pros. I'm glad that there's been some clarification about, um, you know, why there are tickets this year and how it's going to work and what, what you're actually getting for the tickets. So, it's definitely a much more um, full event, full of other activities, um, entertainment, food, beverage, you know, tables, VIP section, and so on. So, it sounds fantastic. Well, Noelle, congratulations to you, you and your team. Uh, for putting this on uh, the second annual LGBTQ uh, plus uh, parade, Pride Parade, which is going to be happening tomorrow. Now, normally Pride Month is June, yeah. And I was last month. I was like, "Wait a minute, there was no Pride event this year." So tell us why? Why was it pushed back to July?
7: Okay, let me explain that to you. Hmm. Um, we know Pride Month is June, which is great. So what we did, we pushed because even though June is Pride Month, other countries still have Pride in August and September. So we took July because we had a theory last year, although our borders were closed, we wanted to put it in July. So if anyone wanted to come in to participate in Pride, they would be able to after finishing up Pride in their own country. Um, We also have uh, a lot of people that have come in that Mm -hmm. are staying at the various hotels um, that will be participating in Pride tomorrow. So we have a lot of people coming in from Atlanta, New York, UK, um, from canada so it it you know it does work and if we didn't change it to the month of july then obviously those people would not come here to help us celebrate
0: mm-hmm. and uh, someone just said just an fyi jack's kitchen will be a food vendor at the pride parade tomorrow as well shameless plug um so how many different this is this is good because obviously this is a young Caymanian young man who's doing his thing how many food vendors uh will you have available um i guess amongst other things
7: we have uh, six food vendors. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find it here for you. Give me one second. You caught me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's um, Murphy's Kitchen was one. Oh God, where did I put that? Um, we have Adam Taste, which is also going to be there. Um, you know, just because I want that now, I'm not going to find it. <laughs> oh God, it has been sorry yeah so it's alan Tace, murphy's kitchen um food that's some good look some good local food it is local food and local food we have um you know vegetarian dishes we've got local foods um there's, i can't put my hand on it right now um but there is a there's a lot across the board including some stuff for vegetarians as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, to the young, to the young man or whoever put that comment out there, I don't really see what a restaurant supplying a service that they do mm-hmm. to anybody on Ireland makes it any difference where this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last event on Saturday, a lot of these vendors was there, and nothing mm-hmm. was said. But because what it's an LGBTQ event, it's an issue for that restaurant. I, that that is just you know discriminating is the way I see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people need to really try to um, move past um,
7: yeah.
0: that, you know. And and that's also part of the reason, you know, for the um, pride parade is uh, so that people. Um, and in fact, I found that last time, um, you know, a lot of the people who were in the parade were allies more so than people who were even part of the community.
7: Yes. You probably had more
0: allies there than anything else. And a
7: lot know, of uh, a lot of locals came out <laughs> to the after party but mm-hmm. didn't march in the parade, which mm-hmm. we would love to see change at some point because you should be able to stay in your country, live your life as who you are and be proud of who you are and, you know, be um, a great asset asset to the community.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. Because when I look at someone, I don't look at them as being yeah, I look at them as a person.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure.
7: You know, so I just want everybody to come out. Our, our motto is basically, you know, we accept every single one. We don't care what color you are, or what sexuality you choose. That that's your business. You know, as long as we respect each other, we just let's have a good day. It's just like come and join us and, and join the march and go to the festival, and enjoy the festivities that we got going on there, and just let's just make it a big, beautiful day. Beautiful.
0: All right, folks, um, go out tomorrow and enjoy the parade. Get your tickets from Events Pro. Uh, Noël, thank you very much. I'm sure that you still have um, a lot of things going What's on. Good? that um, you got
7: to get done. So after this, I'm, I'm on the road for the rest of the day. <laughs> but yeah. uh, if you need me to just leave these at the desk um, at the, the events Pro booth for whoever you send on Saturday, they can collect. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll message you and, and see how we're going to reach okay. it. Yes.
7: Yeah. And thank you for awesome. giving me this opportunity to come on today. Yes,
0: definitely. Yeah. All right. Good luck.
7: Thank you. Bye.
0: All right, folks, it always takes a lot to organize um any event of any kind. Trust me. So I always take my hats off to event organizers, and you know, you're wearing multiple hats and working extremely hard. So good luck to them uh, for the parade tomorrow and the after party that will be happening. okay. Um, uh, Everton, who's Jim? I don't know who I don't know who Jim is, so. I'm not sure. Um, so poor Jonathan says they can have a parade, marking confusion to children. How are children confused by this? Um, I mean, I don't. I don't think children are confused or not. <laughs> you either are, or you're not, and you know some children will have a sense that they are very, very young. Um, you know, it's so funny because you can look at children. And they have no concept yet of sexuality. And you allow them to grow up in this world where we force um what we think are, are norms um, on them, gender-based norms, right? So we tell them you gotta be a cowboy. If you're a little boy, you have to wear blue, you have to do this, you have to do that. And um <laughs> the irony of it is sometimes you can tell from the youngest child that they're not, they're gonna be different in terms of that. Right, and no matter how much people force them to be something that they're not, they end up being what they are. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to word it, but it really just is what it is. And so, um, it's interesting that you should say that by the um, by that community having a parade that they're somehow pushing that or forcing that on children, when what I see being forced on children isn't that at all. We live in a community where we force, where we force. Are other parades on children, which include a lot of gyrating and sexual behavior in public and so on, and we teach them that that's okay and that that's the norm. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that are being put on children, uh, even in this small community that we should re-examine, but I don't think that this is one of them. Like I've never seen anybody trying to indoctrinate a child into that lifestyle. So, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion on this topic, but I think you guys know very, very squarely where I stand on this. I don't believe in discrimination. I think people have a right to be who they are. And a lot of it just centers around ignorance. And if you sat back and thought about, well, one in 10, so let me start looking at my cousins and all my family members that are. But unfortunately, you know, (laughs) they're having to hide that from you. They can't be free with you because they know of the way that you think and that you're going to try to like marginalize them and whatever. It's just really, really sad. And young people are more likely to suffer from mental health issues um, and commit suicide and other things because they don't feel like they can be accepted for being who they are. (coughs) We've had a a lot of young people leave the Cayman Islands, uh, leave this jurisdiction and live and build a life overseas and they're perfectly happy there because, you know, they can be more accepting and they're not around people who are, are as close-minded when it comes to this particular issue. So Debbie says, Mike drop Sandy. Um, Dominique has a different opinion. He says, oh, it's disgusting. And Debbie says, Jonathan smoking again. Um, It is what it is, folks. All right, 9.33 a.m. Let's take a quick <laughs> commercial break. And then we'll come back and wrap up with a few bits and
2: pieces. Crichton Properties is one of Cayman's most trusted real estate companies for over 50 years. We offer a diverse selection of property listings and help our clients navigate the world of buying or selling their properties with confidence. Crichton is a name you can trust with our excellent customer service and family-friendly touch. Contact us today to list your home, land, or condo for sale by calling
3: 949-5250 or email info at CrichtonProperties.com.
2: Crichton Properties, a trusted Cereba member.
8: Healthy Life app is now My HSA Cayman. Securely access your health information and COVID-19 vaccine QR code anytime, anywhere. You can get the My HSA Cayman app by following the easy steps. Step one, search My HSA Cayman in your app store. If you already have Healthy Life, Open the app and you will be prompted to download the My HSA Cayman app. Step 2. Download the My HSA Cayman app. Once download is complete, search for Cayman Allen's Health Services Authority. Step 3. Login. Enter your username and password. This is the same username and password used on the Healthy Life app or desktop portal account. Having trouble with your login? Reset your password, click Forgot Password on the login page and follow the prompts. If you're still having difficulties, email portalinfo at hsa.ky or visit the portal FAQ page at www.hsa.ky. Sign up for My HSA Patient Portal online or on site at any of our registration counters. Healthy Life app is now My HSA, Kman.
3: Are you tired of overpaying for TV services, can't figure out VPNs, and constantly missing your favorite TV shows? No access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roque, Cayman's streaming pros. We put you back in the driver's seat right in front of your TV. Call 926-1213 or message WhatsApp TV. Roque is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions may apply.
0: All right, folks, welcome back. So let's talk a little bit about this situation, right? Yesterday, I kind of mentioned it on the news segment of 106, but we didn't have enough time to get into it. So this guy, um, he's a Jamaican gangster, they say, um, the JDF, by the name of um, Rudolph Shaw, also known as Boxer or Boxa. um, And he was exported, exported extradited back to Jamaica on Wednesday morning on a flight. So apparently, I don't know if you guys saw this story in CMR, but his attorneys were actually saying that um, he was a Haitian national, that he actually has a Haitian birth certificate. And so he um, should not have been sent back. They said there was no extradition request for him From the Jamaican government. And, you know, extradition requests take time because they've got to file stuff and then it goes through like a court process and whatever. So, our, um, you know, CBC have basically said listen, they follow the letter of the law. They have the power under Section 103, subsection three of the Customs and Border Control Act to basically deport anyone who enters the country um, by unlawful means uh, for not more than 14 days. So, there's a a catchment there of like a window where once they discovered it, then you're gone. Now we believe based on what sources have said that he is he was in the country for about um, three weeks before he was actually captured, before they, I guess, I don't know at what point they knew or the Jamaican authorities told them about it, but definitely by the time of, of his capture, right? So about three weeks. And so his attorneys were claiming I guess that because he has a that he was saying or that they saw um, a Jamaican and um, Haitian birth certificate, that he was Haitian and not Jamaican. It was kind of interesting because, you know, my sources said, Sandy, we don't have any doubts that the matter is Jamaican. <laughs> we we had access to Jamaican passport and a Jamaican birth certificate. So I thought about this and I'm like, did he have access to more than one birth certificate? I mean, it's not unheard of, right? But what is more interesting about this is, when um, I thought this information needs to be in the public domain, is that you have public funds. This is legal aid because this man might come here with no money to be paying for his legal for his lawyers, right? So you have a situation where the legal aid system has to pay for um, his lawyers, and the lawyers are making arguments that would keep him in this jurisdiction. And potentially, if customs did not, if CBC did not act um, as quickly as they can, potentially uh, keep him here and have him walking around on the streets. I get that everybody deserves, you know, innocent until proven guilty, have good legal representation, all this sort of stuff. But I got to tell you, it kind of rubs me a certain way when we have people coming in who then have access to really good lawyers that can make all sorts of fancy arguments on their behalf to allow them to remain and to stay in the Cayman Islands way longer than they should be. And believe me when I tell you that we don't have the resources to keep certain criminals here. That's why even our own, we end up shipping them off um, to... The UK as well, once they fall into a certain category or caliber of criminal, because we're admitting that our system really isn't that great, <laughs> and we're not we're not able to um, to you know prevent them from being in- incarcerated, and still not carrying out a certain criminal activity from behind bars. What a hot mess! And of course, you know it is rumored that several uh, more members of his gang. We're meeting here in the Cayman Islands. And um, I think that we need to get an idea of, you know, who these individuals are. Uh, they, they need to liaise with the GDF, JDF and try to get us some photos that can be in wide circulation. So if you see certain people, you know, this is what it is. Someone said to me some weeks ago that in the district of East End, and I, again, I don't live in East End, so I can't speak to this personally, but this was an East Ender with connections. There's a lot of local people in East End who are harboring these fugitives when they come in on the drug boats and they get kickbacks out of it. Like they might get access to like a weapon, a firearm or whatever. And of course they're part of the criminal elements, but they are residents and they're Caymanians of our beautiful East End district. And so, yes, they are participating in this level of criminality, not perhaps fully understanding the added dangers or or maybe just don't care. about the added dangers of what we are allowing to be loose um, on our streets. And I thought, wow, it's really sad that Caymanians are part of the problem, which is often the case, and helping with the destruction of our own country. Mm -hmm. What a sad day. Uh, We don't have enough of our own criminals. We're happy to import uh, people in as well. So I tell you, I don't know what to say. Um, Everton says, so send them back to wherever they came from. Don't let them come to your country and destroy your beautiful country. They're a bunch of losers. Well, this this not even just a bunch of losers here, folks. We're talking about someone who's wanted in at least three shootings that they know about. One dating back to 2019, uh, the murder of a man who they say was gang related. And then there was one in September of 2021 and one of May 2022, which was just the other day. So they suspect that that's why he um absconded. So the last one was in May of 2022. And also wanted uh to be questioned in connection with the murder of a mother of a police officer in Old Harbor St. Catherine. So yeah. I kind of yeah, you know, sometimes I do. I do sit back and I reflect on on the um the legal fraternity in this country, especially defense attorneys, I wonder how they how they think about certain things. Um, surely the they know. Um, my
8: HSA. My apologies.
0: Surely they know the a good number of their clients are guilty as charged, as K. Mandans would say, "guilty as sin." But they give them the best defense, and you know sometimes they are actually getting off as well. So pretty crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Well, um, thank God that one's gone and he's now back in the hands of uh, his own authorities and they can deal with him as they please. Yes. So there was a bad accident last night. I haven't heard uh, what the latest was in relation to this, but there was a bad accident last night uh, in like close to Moringa Town on Boilers Road. So um, I don't know what injuries are reported, but the police and ambulance and I think even fire rescue were on hand in relation to that. So just a little FYI. So just a few announcements as we get closer to wrapping up. Little Cayman Clinic, this is the HSA, is going to be closed. They have an island-wide outage. Oh, really? So the Little Cayman Clinic is currently closed for regular appointments due to an island-wide, island-wide power outage in Little Cayman, so patients' appointments are are going to be affected, and they will have to be rescheduled. So only emergency medical treatment is available until power is restored, and you can contact the clinic at 916-5395 to reschedule your appointment. So if you know someone, Little Cayman, who might have had an appointment at the HSA clinic, uh, give them a little dingle and let them know. I guess they know the power's out. Is it island-wide? Sounds like it could be, Oh, yes, it did say island-wide power outage. Oh, honey child. So Little Cayman has no power. I bet you it's because of that storm last night. Uh, We had a little bit of crackling of rain and and stuff. So, Um, hmm, what a mess, poor them. So, yes, um, you know, I'm kind of curious as when the DART acquisition is finalized for the Cayman Rack Power and Light, which impacts Little Cayman, if they will have more reliable service. I mean, I'm sure that they will. I shouldn't say if I'm sure that they will. Um, so yes. Mm-hmm. So this person says, thank you for highlighting Keyman's achievements. My daughter met you at the media camp last summer and loved your session. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Um, they didn't have that this year. I wonder what, what happened to the media camp. This was actually put on by the dart organization and, um, I need to ask them what happened this year, because, yeah, it was actually really, really good. I enjoyed it. I participated. So, our young people are very, very interested in these types of things. Let's see if I can um what happened to it this year. You know, there was actually, I was on LinkedIn the other day and I saw that Maples and Calder in the UK um, had a, it was some sort of a business camp or something that they were doing um, for some of the students there. And as I was looking at it, I said, hey, why are you not doing that in the Cayman Islands? I was like, what? And they were like, oh, do you think the students there would be interested in something like that? And I thought, what? Of course they would be. Uh, let me see if I can find it on LinkedIn. it looked like it was a really good program, actually. So the Maples group, you know, they have um, sort of locations all over the place. And um, <clears throat> they had, I think it was Maples or was it Walker's? Oh, gosh, I could be confusing the two. Maybe it was... Uh, no, I think it was Maples. I'm pretty sure it was Maples. And so, yes, they had this, this sort of um, program that they put on during the summer for some of the younger folks. And I thought this is a wonderful opportunity for our young people to be involved in a bit more. I'll try to find the actual posting and see. And they're like, oh, yes, do you think they'd be interested? I'm like, Yeah. Of course they would be. It was the, I'll find it here in a second. So Maples has the Asian office, Hong Kong. Um, it was like some kind of leadership program for young folks. hmm I do see that they're hiring, by the way. So if you are looking for employment, Speaking of which, CUC is also hiring. So anyone who is interested, let me put some information out there. <clears throat> CUC is looking for a warehouse coordinator. I'm going to post this up on the website. But basically, this person falls under materials management. And they are responsible for um, fulfilling the day-to-day operations of the warehouse and facilities. So, you know, yeah. Accurate recording of inventory, shipments, and other business transactions. Requirements, high school diploma. Experience with public sector software is an asset. One to three years of practical warehouse experience, preferably an electrical utility environment. Well, we know that's not likely to happen because otherwise that means you're already at CZ. (laughs) They're the only ones that are electric utility environment. Um, Familiar working with computers and standard IT equipment. Good work and knowledge of MS Office, Outlook, and Smartsheets. Salary is between 3200 and 4100 plus a couple dollars per month. So that's not too shabby. Get on it. Get on it if you're interested. All right. Uh, let me see some of your comments that are coming in. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, you can check him out. So he's going to have some, oh, some good food tomorrow. Uh-huh. uh Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, so more rumors coming in about uh, the situation on the BRAC. And you never know at what time the rumors have been updated, but they seem to basically be around the same thing all the time. Uh, so, yes. All right, so let me tell you about this job at Maples. Where did I just see this? I saw something. They were looking for – oh, yes. They're hiring compliance. Um, it says here – a junior compliance professional program. Oh, they have a program. Wow. Okay. Compliance assistant, junior compliance assistant. And they also have the junior IT professionals program. And they're looking for a junior business analyst and a junior quality engineer. Mm-hmm. So if you are um, interested in any of those areas, and you might have the correct. Uh, qualifications, please go on their website, fill out the application. We're going to post it on the CMR page as well so that as many qualified Caymanians as possible can hear about these job opportunities because that's really important. I mean, if you don't know about something, you're obviously not inclined to apply for it. So that's really good. Um, So a lot of these organizations offer both, you know, legal and non-legal scholarships as well. So it's, it's you can work in a law firm and not be a lawyer <laughs> because they need support staff and IT accounts and so on. So if you have interest in any of those areas, it still could be a good environment for you. Very, very good. Let me just see what else is going on here. Um, let me see. Everton, you got anything else? Um no, no, no. I just see in terms of local news, nothing really breaking at the moment. We're just going to hold the fort down. So the CCMI is leading a deep sea mount exploration of 12 Mile Bank and Pickle Bank. Um, You know, they do quite a bit of research. So they said that they've been the recipients of uh, 490,000 pounds from the UK. It's a grant from the UK's Darwin Plus Initiative, which has been uh, matched by a private donor to support an initiative, uh, an innovative, sorry, five year collaborative seamount exploration project. I wonder who that private donor is. I bet you that's probably Dart again. They do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that no one ever knows anything about. And they do a lot of matching with funds like to R3 and stuff as well. I got some notes I'm going to tell you guys about next week and some of the funds that they're missing. They're matching like half a million dollars um, towards like national security, crime prevention and so forth. Um, Dart's taking money out of his little kitty and giving back to the people of the islands. So y'all would be surprised. I know a lot of y'all like to hate on the man, but you'd be surprised how much he is actually giving back to the community. Um, so this is an interesting grant we've heard about it before and the project basically continues so it says that offshore seamounts like these banks are closely related to islands and offer um often provide critical midway locations for species to connect populations in more distant areas <coughs> so they are going to study the 12 mile bank in the pickle bank area um so very interesting hmm they're just saying that they don't have a good baseline bit of information or knowledge about what species are present at these seamounts and in what numbers, as well as what the populations there, like how they relate to populations and Grand Cayman, the Sister Islands and other locations in the region. So this is a collaboration between the Department of Environment, the Guy Harvey Ocean Foundation, and the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute, which all lend resources and expertise for the project as well as the CCMI staff. So congratulations to them. I think this is good because we we make a lot of assumptions about our ocean life and uh, we don't necessarily have correct information that we are operating with. So the more we know, um, the better decisions and so forth we can actually make. Beautiful. And by the way, if you missed... The press conference for the census yesterday, it was at 2 p.m. I know we mentioned it. You can go back and watch it. We do have it. Um, we do have it online. One of the comments on that press conference, Ms. Moya, said that the percentage of unreported crime shows the growing level of lack of confidence the community has in the RCIPS. So, you know, the census asked a lot of questions. I, for one, am waiting on them to release the report. Which I think still hasn't been done yet. It was kind of weird. It was like, why are you having a press conference, but the report isn't available? Like we're trying to write stories and cover it, but we kind of need the report to maybe look at. <laughs> so we'll we'll spend some days in the in the near future, um, going through um, the report to see what of interest sticks out. One of the things that I'm definitely interested in is the whole conversation that we've been having in absence of any numbers. About the minimum wage, like I want to know, and I've been saying this for quite some time, um, how many people are making minimum wage, and how many households, Canadian in particular, does that actually impact? Is it mostly like foreign nationals that are making minimum wage, or who is it? Because when we then make policy decisions, like okay, we're going to increase the minimum wage, or we're going to push for that initiative, who will it actually be benefiting? Because if it's not benefiting Canadian households, those of you who are moaning and groaning about the cost of living still won't be benefited from that. And in fact, what you might find is an unintended consequence is you'll actually be hurt by the minimum wage increase instead of benefiting from it. I know y'all don't want to admit that, but there is a trickle-down effect in more ways than one. Mm, 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 mm. But you gotta have, this is where you need the figures, right? So, you know, when the census was ongoing, We were big supporters of the census, telling people to participate. It was like maybe 15, 20 minutes out of your day. um, And it was just really, really important. Not only was it mandatory by law, but I think that it provides us with a lot of useful information that we all need to have so that we can plan now that we see the population growth, certain trends, you know, we need to start planning for road infrastructures, housing, and so on um, to really try to keep up with this um, astronomical growth that we are experiencing in terms of our population. And I've never seen a country, believe me you, you talk, you know, people are saying, well, well we don't want to grow. Somebody needs to tell you. And I don't know if it's a politician who's going to tell you the truth, but show me a country that has not ever grown in population, that has had like a retraction of growth. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it happens. And if you have a retraction of growth, you also have to recognize that that means investors, both inward investment and people outside the jurisdiction um, are going to see you as a less desirable jurisdiction. And that's also reality. You know, y'all are talking about right now, the cruise um, people, oh, they need more money. The tour guides are not making money. You can't make money if you don't have that growth. So managed growth is a good thing. Unmanaged growth is a problem. Folks, that's it for us. Have a beautiful day. We'll catch you guys on Monday morning. Um, Please be safe on the roadways.
3: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number 1 talk show is live weekdays from 7:30 AM. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit caymanmarlroad.com for all the latest news and community
2: happenings.